It's almost here. It's almost here. Do you know what's almost here? 50 years since the first human footsteps were on the moon. And you might ask yourself a very logical question. Why haven't we been back? It's been 47 years. Why haven't we been back? Huh? Let me guess. It's because you think the moon landing was fake. Did, do you guess that? Do you guess that? Well, guess what you are? Stupid. That's not the reason. The actual reason, okay, is a very, very complex, complex series of political events. And it's important to note that they're all political. A lot of the things that kept us from continuing to travel and do space flight, do space, I sound like Donald Trump. We need to do space. No, not do space, okay? The things that have prevented us from, from having a successful space program have historically been political events. And I don't think there's any better person to break that down on episode 50, episode 50 of the State of the Universe, which you're listening to right now, and I thank you for. There's no better person to break that down, that whole scenario down, than Dr. David Fisher. Dr. David Fisher is a professor of physics at Lycoming College, but that doesn't matter because what else he is that matters is he is maybe, maybe, and it's a hard maybe too, a hard maybe, the most knowledgeable person when it comes to spaceflight history. If there's any event, any event, you could ask him, you could say Dr. Fisher, Dr. David Fisher, Dave, you might call him Dave, you might call him David, you might call him Davey, I don't know what you call him, but you could say David, what was the weather like? when gemini 3 launched what day was it what time of the day did it launch and what was the weather like near you and he would literally he'd sit there and think and you could see his eyes would twitch and you could see him calculating shit he'd be going through stuff in his head going through the archives and he would spit some shit out and then you could go on google and you could verify it you could he'd be like it was 75 it was sunny it was real humid a storm had just passed and you would go on google and you'd be like oh my god he's right He's right. He gets it right every time. I don't get it. But he has the single biggest collection of spaceflight memorabilia, spaceflight official documentation, documenting the programs that have got human beings and just ordinary, uh, you know, rockets, scientific experiments into space from the inception of human presence in space until today. No one has documented it more thoroughly. No one. And I say that with a hard no one. A hard no. Earlier I was saying a hard maybe. Now I'm saying a hard no one. Hard no one. No one can document it or has documented it the way he has. And there's no better person to answer the question of why haven't we been back than him. So I hope you enjoy the episode, people. Please like, rate, review the show wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, please. Hit the five-star button on Apple Podcasts. It helps. The algorithm literally demands that I get ratings. And I saw that, you know, there's many people hitting the rating button. Okay? And I, you know, it's weird because I didn't realize this, but the ratings that you see when you go on Apple Podcasts are only the ratings for your region, which is weird. Because I'll get, you know, emails that I got a rating in Ireland or I got a rating in this country or that country or this region or that region. And they don't show up for me. They only show up. They're like geotagged. 
and that's weird and so that gives you even more incentive because you know you might think oh everyone's reviewing it but you might be like one of the few people listening in istanbul or some shit and i need your rating so do it you know and it, and it helps subscribe to the youtube you know the drill you know the drill support the patreon support the paypal support the podcast that's it the state of the all the links you need are on there and i appreciate your time i appreciate your time and i hope you learn comment below what do you think do you think dr fisher's right about the things that kept us from the moon do you think he's wrong do you think he interprets something wrong do you think he has a bad idea do you think his opinion is, is stupid do you think he's stupid do you think he's great do you think i'm great do you want me to shut up do you like what do you want that's all i do night actually at the bar i was at the bar last night and i heard this question asked and i was like okay sure that's the that's this this question is the this scenario is the universe giving me a question to ask you okay i heard a question off to the side yeah we got to the moon 50 years ago why haven't we been back since (laughs) can you go through the, the the process the political process that caused us to Stop going to the moon. Why, why was it 1972 the last time? Oh, boy, is that a complicated question. Um, it's a complicated question. Actually, can give a, can be given a simplistic answer, mm-hmm. but the simplistic answer is not the total picture. Uh, well, I guess that's the definition of simplistic. <laughs> but the thing is, one, we would never have gone to the moon if it weren't for the time frame of the uh, 60s. Mm-hmm. It was just the proper geopolitical situation. Yeah, it started with Sputnik, but it may not have gone the direction of getting to the moon from Sputnik. It could have gone in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, uh, by and large, some things that happened particularly early in the Kennedy administration. And to restore American prestige, American technology, and to compete in a non-violent way with the Soviet Union that got us propelled in the direction of going to the moon mm-hmm. by the end of the decade. Because a person could legitimately ask, what was the big deal about being uh, having to get to the end of the decade, well, having to get to the moon by the end of the decade? Mm-hmm. And that would have been, you know, the end of 1969. And nobody could say that it had to be done then. It really didn't apart from the geopolitical uh, thing that said it. it wasn't science that drove it, that drove us to the moon. Science got added on top of it. The scientific community in the early days was not for this. Uh, but boy, they sure jumped on the bandwagon when all of a sudden they realized that they could become part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them realized that, well, with this became more funds for other types of research. Why did we stop in 72? Well, there's a whole bunch of things. Uh, there was the uh, anti-war movement. There was the war itself, social programs, uh, budgetary constraints, um, no longer the political urgency because the Russians didn't continue along their pathway. Mm-hmm. They tried to launch a Saturn V equivalent rocket four times. It blew up every time. Mm-hmm. And then they said, <laughs> we're just looking stupid. Uh, let's build something else. And they went the direction of space stations. And so then we followed them in that direction. Mm-hmm. So couldn't do space stations and we couldn't do uh, go, continuing to go to the moon. There were original plans for post-Apollo. that had no special name. They just called it the post-Apollo program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, it's government. <laughs> look how long it took to get Artemis. I mean, right. it, it, 10 years, they called it Space Launch System Rocket, mm-hmm. SLS. 
boring name uh, and no program other than the Orion spacecraft. At least now it's called Artemis, all right? And for those who don't know, Artemis and Apollo, they're, I think, brother and sister or cousins or something like that. So uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the follow-on to Apollo, it makes sense to call it Artemis. There's right. some logic there. Uh, but in 72, there was no compelling reason to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we're going to do anything, it seemed that the best thing that we could get through the political system was space stations, space shuttle. And mm-hmm. we didn't even get the entirety of that. We just got the space shuttle and Skylab. And Skylab first and then the, uh, uh, the space shuttle. And the space shuttle then had nowhere to go mm-hmm. until eventually we did get the International Space Station. There's a long story that gets us between the post-Apollo era and the actual International Space Station. But why haven't we gone back? Because, well, there were those who said we've already done that. But imagine if the early explorers that started uh, looking for the routes to the um, far east and near east um, uh, and uh, circumnavigating the globe, if they went once and never went back, um, that argument is maybe a little bit specious. But nevertheless, if you are interested in human exploration, that's what you say. Mm -hmm. All right. why would you just go once and then not keep going? That makes the fact that you went once less uh, valuable, mm-hmm. less historic, um, more of a stunt. Mm-hmm. And this was never just a stunt, thank goodness. But there was no urgency to go back. And so, well, we'll do it later. Look at the budget. Do we have room for that? No. Okay, we'll do it later. And whereas in the 60s, we had the ability to go from Kennedy to Johnson to Nixon, well, it was Nixon who killed it in the end, but Nixon's name is on the moon. Kennedy's is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, those three administrations kept the same program going. And actually, Apollo ended in Ford uh, with the Apollo-Soyuz mission in 1975. That was the last flight of an Apollo spacecraft. Russians and Americans mm-hmm. uh, joined together uh, to demonstrate a rescue process. Rescue from what? This is the last Apollo. There's not going to be anything to rescue uh, on the American side using the, the Soyuz in that uh, configuration. So without the ability to continue a program through a Democratic, a Republican mm-hmm. changing administration, there's no way of doing because this is not something you can do quick right. in one uh, administration. How do you think that problem is resolved? How do you commercial, think- Getting commercial on board and international cooperation. That's the only reason we still have the International Space Station. The International Space Station survived by, at one point, it won, uh, the program won authorization by one vote. Hmm. Uh, if uh, it hadn't been for that one vote, uh, it could have never happened. And part of the reason the um, um, Clinton administration got it through was they were pushing international cooperation with the Russians. Hmm. Uh, they weren't looking at it from a standpoint of science. They're just looking at it from the standpoint of engaging the Russians in something um, that would make um, the United States look good as well as, um, you know, bring the Russians along in a peaceful way. Mm-hmm. And uh, despite the fact that Clinton often said that he was a big fan, especially Hillary said she wanted to be an astronaut. There's no evidence of that. Uh, but it was a nice thing to say mm-hmm. at, at certain loca- uh, venues. And uh, they, they did at least get it through. That mm-hmm. One key vote. And since then, it's had more um, bipartisan support. But it could never have happened had it not survived that one vote. Um, and the only reason it did was because of the international implications. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you think commercial space flight can be the thing that, 
that can handle this constant flip-flopping between administrations and the way that they handle NASA? What, what, do you, what, what could be a possible alternative to, to every new new president deciding that they have a different idea for NASA? Do you think long-term plans would be better? And no- Long-term plans would be better, but unfortunately you have to go through an annual budget yeah. process. Would, would it, do you think it would be beneficial to have like a, a, a essentially like a, a I don't want to say a Congress because I, I hate that idea, but, but like a, essentially a, a group of people that actually oversees NASA and, there used and to be. you can vote on, on... There used to be and to a certain extent there is again. Um, NASA used to be almost like a cabinet level mm-hmm. thing because of the urgency of um, getting to the moon by the end of the decade in the 60s. And then uh, Nixon killed that. Mm-hmm. And NASA has just been a government agency ever since until... The uh, Bush administration, uh, uh, the Trump administration, uh, did reinstate the National Space Council, mm-hmm. which is kind of close to a um, uh, cabinet level thing, right. with the vice president as the head overseer of the National Space Council, and they meet regularly. Mm-hmm. That, if it can continue from one administration to another, regardless of political affiliation, that can help keep things going. Mm-hmm. Tying in national interests with cooperation with other countries and commercial. Mm-hmm. So there's the geopolitical aspect and there's also the uh, commercial aspect. Mm-hmm. That Those two things can be the glue that can keep things going. It'll still have its ups and downs. Yeah. You may very well have a president sometime who's very anti-space. Mm-hmm. Um, but they might recognize, he or she, that you know th- there's a lot of things of interest to the United States through the geopolitical aspect of cooperation mm-hmm. or a lot of companies that are making capital out of commercial. Right. I can't kill it. Mm-hmm. There's never been anybody who's come along and said, I really want to just kill NASA, be done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they've recognized it has its values, whether they are interested in it or not. And I really can't think of any that was very anti, uh, NASA along the way with the possible exception of, uh, Jimmy Carter. Um, he was not a particularly, um, well, there was a lot of wrong with Jimmy Carter as a president. Let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> probably the worst president I lived through. Um, but, uh, as a human being, great man. Um, as a humanitarian, great man. Is it a great example of somebody who even at his age, and with his pancreatic cancer, is doing what he's doing. Wow. President, mm-hmm. he, he, he stank. Uh, thank God it was only four years. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he almost killed the space shuttle. Uh-huh. But nevertheless, um, there has been nobody who had as a big agenda and mm-hmm. space. Um, so it's kind of hard to kill it. Yeah. But you've got something started in the government. It's kind of hard to totally kill it, mm-hmm. but you can cut its funding significantly. Right. Tie us to other nations, and you can't do that as easily. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the future is not going to be national space. Right. It's going to be international space. Mm-hmm. I get a little envious when I listen to you talk about your experience as a kid watching this program. Yeah. Because I never had that. I'll have to give you some DVDs I, of the I, uh, original video. I never had.
Thank you for listening to the show. I appreciate you listening to the show. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you being here. If you made it this far, good job. You have an attention span that is better than the average eighth grader. Proud of you, you know? And in today's world, everyone's on, you know, everyone's got the ADHD. Everyone's got it. In my day, in my day, if you had ADHD, they didn't even call it ADHD because everyone, they just realized kids were annoying as shit and they never calmed down. Now, every time a kid wants to do a jumping jack, you put pharmaceuticals in his face. I, I, I don't even know how that got brought up. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you listening. Rate, review the show, hit the like button, comment below. What do you think of the episode? Just do, do these things. Do these things. Or continue just being a generally like subpar human, you know? Because if you don't do these things, then realistically, what, like, what kind of human are you? Like a, yeah, kind of a subpar one. It's a subpar one. If we had to fly, if we had to choose like one tenth of the human race to fly them to a different planet, different uh, star system, whatever, the last people they would pick is people who didn't leave a rating, a review, and subscribe on my podcast. They would say, we need to find humans that are loyal and that can believe in someone because those are going to be good humans to take with us. And they would look and they'd be like, this guy doesn't rate and review podcasts on Apple Podcasts. And then they would kick you out. They would say, sorry, you're staying here. The sun is going to go Nova next year and you're dead. And we're going to fly away without you. So good luck. Good luck. You should have left reviews. You should have left reviews. You should have left reviews. And that's what they would say to you. So if you don't want to die, if you want to come with, if you want to join the cult and fly off to another star system, hit the like, rate, review, five star button. That's all I'm saying.